This is Kieran Murphy, the founder and presenter of the Across the Four Lakes podcast. Sean Murphy to John Murphy. This is Connor Lawler. This could be the icing on the cake. Second goal for Carlo. And surely now they're into the Leinster semi-final. Carlo have restarted quickly. Long ball sent into that inside forward line. Oh, and it's broken for James Doyle. Goal chance for Carlo and they've taken it. My guest today is Olympic sprinter Marcus Lawler. He is the third fastest Irishman in the 200 metres on record. He won bronze in the 200 metres at the World University Games in 2019 and is a graduate of IT Carlo, now known as SETU Carlo. Marcus, I have to ask you, is the Olympic Games just a memory now or is it something you look back on and smile occasionally? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Kieran. Um yeah, no, it's uh, it's still definitely something that I look back on with great pride. Um, it was really nice to get out there, really nice to compete, really nice to run the season's best on the day and represent your country in the, I suppose, the pinnacle of sport. Uh, I finished 29th overall, which was nice to get into that top 30. I would have liked to progress to the semi-final, but I can't complain. It was really, really memorable moment uh very proud moment and um yeah i was delighted to represent my country out there and i got a huge amount of support from the people back home as well and uh yeah i was really grateful for all that too so yeah look definitely uh, um a really nice memory to look back on think of it from time to time all right but um yeah goals have changed now and kind of you move forward and you're thinking ahead now as well so while it's a great memory um we have to try and achieve more, I suppose, and try to get better and better. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with individual sports, you don't meet occasionally as you would with teams and look back on it. You have to park it, or it's it's probably a little bit more easier to park it as an individual. Yeah, it's hard to know. Teams. Yeah, it's, it's tricky. I suppose the Olympics, it was kind of the end of the season that year, and... Um, it was uh, it was so it was great that um I could kind of enjoy it then at the end. I did race on afterwards, but I did enjoy it because it was the end of my season. But you mentioned the, the 2019 medal at the World Unis. That was something that I had my national championships two weeks later, and I probably didn't get to uh, not enjoy it. I did enjoy it, and it was brilliant Absolutely. at the time yeah. as well. But yeah. like I was always looking ahead. I had national championships in two weeks, and I was trying to get ready for that again. So there was very little time to kind of dwell on it and um, soak it in. And it's a it's a pity in ways that we don't, and we probably um, we probably should take more time to kind of take them in as we go. And to be honest with you, Tokyo, I did take it in a lot. It was one of the one of the competitions where I really really did enjoy it, and I wanted to run with a smile on my face. Yeah, no matter yeah, what, because yeah. I knew the task was going to be huge. Um, yeah. It's obviously, it's the pinnacle of sport. Like I said, you're going up against the best in the world. And um, yeah, so I was going to enjoy that one. And I did, and I did. And it was the end of the season as well. And and um, 
yeah, look, it was it was it was really special and and yeah, really great. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you mentioned the end of the season there, but now you're in starting into a new season. You've had two indoor races in the last couple of weeks, and a certain Marcus Smith has edged you to second place. What's your where are you now in relation to a, a new season? And how do you approach, you know, those two? Are they reverses or are they just part and parcel of the development for the year? Yeah, so I suppose, um, look, the, the, you kind of start your winter training in October. So I would have started there probably six months ago and um, you get ready for an indoor season, which has just passed by. It's just literally just finished. Um, and... Yeah, so and then we'd have our certain goals outdoors, but indoors, um, indoors was probably probably not what I would have liked it to be. Um, but at the same time, definitely have to recognise that uh, men's Irish sprinting has gone through the roof in the sixty meters. There's a lot of really really good talent, um, a lot of guys running super super fast, and then obviously in my own event in the two hundred, as you said, Mark won the national two hundred meters and uh, Lancer two hundred meters. Hit me both times, um, which is disappointing for me. And obviously, obviously, you want to be doing better, but um, at the same time, it was a real breakthrough performance for Mark, and he ran the national record. Uh, it's that's you know, right, Jeff. It's third ranked top three in Europe, and uh, it was a super super run from him. And in our own event as well, um, the standard is definitely increasing there as well. So we all have to up our game. Mark has said a new bar indoors and uh, I'm sure he'll be taking it into outdoors and there'll be a lot of us now um looking forward to outdoors as well again to try and to try and up our game and look there'll be more battles ahead and uh yeah we look forward to it all. Yeah you had a two hundred meters gold. Let me see if that's in the relay. Uh yeah look we ran a club relay in the national indoors as well and we actually broke the championship record there which is nice. You know I I like I like relays as well. They're a bit of fun. Um, um, obviously our individual is our priority for everyone but I suppose at the end of the programme sometimes there is there is an opportunity to run a relay um, if we can get four, four or five lads together um, and uh, yeah no, that, was, that, was, that was good to come away with a gold medal there um, so yeah look there was, there was definitely flickers of, of flickers of good moments for me in the indoors not the indoors I would have absolutely hoped for um, but look, we, we, we had to sit down and chat and picked out areas to improve and hopefully take that forward now into outdoors and just try to get better. You know, the, the standard is raising across the board, um, probably in all events in the country, but um, in definitely in the sprint events in the, in the men's category, uh, a lot of guys are running very quick, so everyone has to be on their toes. And I think it's good. I think, um, I think it keeps us all on our toes and um, it's good to have uh, it's good to have those rivalries and battles there. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you're prepared now, or you're somewhat prepared for an outdoor season. What would you be looking for now outdoors, or have you much indoor left? Yeah. No, indoors is just finished, so yeah, that would have yeah. been the last race, the Leinster's last week. So, um, outdoor season starts in May. So to prepare for that, I already started my. So we'll go into kind of a slog. A block of slog work if you like just to get fit and um and fit again and strong again and um yeah and then we go to i'll go to portugal and spain for two training camps i'll be away for a month or more um for two training camps to kind of get fast and tap into that speed again and um, probably one of the big 
uh, things we identified indoors was that just my absolute top speed might have been just a smidgen off. So we'll uh, we'll probably chase that going into outdoors. And um, yeah, outdoor seasons begins in May and it'll be coming probably thick and fast. There'll be a lot of weekends away and there'll be a national championships there in, in July. Um, there's a world championships in August, so it'll be tough to qualify for that. But again, those kind of things will be on the cards to aim for. But um, I suppose first and foremost is to try, for me, is to just try to run as fast as possible. And um, yeah. You're a full-time athlete. Yeah, look, I'm trying to be as full-time as I can be, Chaz. I have a role in, in C2 Waterford at the moment, just coaching the athletics team there um, with a number of other coaches. So, um, yeah, that's a nice role. It's not too many hours a week, so it's fine for me. But, like, for me to achieve what I want to achieve and even, like, the likes of trying to qualify for Tokyo and Paris is to come as well, um, I think you have to be as full-time as possible. But, yeah, it's important to have that little bit of, um, I won't call Extra it a distraction, but something else, another outlet. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So look, it's uh, it it's trying to be as full time as possible if you're trying to compete against the best in Europe. And um, yeah, you've got to be you've got to try to be as full time and as flexible as possible too. And recovery is important as well. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where where I'm at with that. Yeah, I I look at look at you, let's say you have a 60 metres indoors, 100 metres outdoors, then there's 200 metres in both indoors and outdoors. Was outdoors. I was out walking the dog last week and fella come up behind me, Tommy Payne. He's, you know, yeah. Tommy, he's uh, cross country, long distance yeah. running and everything. And he takes off and the next minute he disappears off the main road and I look and he's gone way right into the back of Oak Park. And yeah. like, you never see people running in there, but he's going where his heart is taking him. He's going where his mind is taking him. And I was asking him afterwards, did he go those routes? And he does that kind of stuff. You know, he just goes into the country. And um, you don't have that kind of, like he could be out there for an hour, an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Yeah. How, what's the contrast in what you do, which are 60, 100 and 200 metres? You don't have that I suppose no. that you want to be, for use of a better word. No, no, our training is probably slightly different. It's probably nice, and I know a lot of people like getting out for runs as well, and uh, it's probably nice to, to get out like that, but I've never done so. My training is obviously a good bit different, but we're rocking down to the track, and we're warming up. We're working on technical aspects of the start, or um, you might be doing some speed endurance runs over 120, 150. You know, they're all short bursts. Um, there is a little bit of fitness in there as well. I do a little bit of bike, um, but it's on a uh, on a static bike as well. So, um, yeah, look, it's quite different. We're obviously spending a bit of time in the gym as well. So, um, yeah, look, it's different. Spend time on the track, working on technique, uh, working on short, sharp bursts. Um, spend some time in endurance. Spend time in different areas, plyometrics in the gym, strength in the gym, power in the gym. Um, so no, we're never we're never out the roads running. We're never out in uh, um, I suppose getting away from that. But uh, yeah, no, I enjoy what I do anyway, which is the main thing. And once Absolutely. everyone is enjoying enjoying what they're doing, and 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 that's Tommy's thing as well. So um, once he's enjoying it, and once he's happy as well, so no, yeah. no better, no better man than Tommy. And um, how many hours a day then? Let's say if you get up, what time do you get up in the morning? Which like I try to get up at seven o'clock in the morning, walk the dog, and set my day off. Have you that kind of rigid structure to your day? 
yeah, there is a structure to the week, um, which is really important, you know. And I know again, coming back to like being full time, it's important that if there is a change, that I am able to be flexible to change my times around in the day or whatever. But um, no, there is each week has a structure and each day has a structure. So, like for example, on a Tuesday, like we're up in the morning. I'm obviously training down in Waterford with Shane McCormack's group. So we go down there, we'll spend some time on the track, um, get 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 the good session in, take a little bit of a break, go into the gym, uh, take her take a breather again, and then to the physio, maybe would be a typical example of a Tuesday. So there is a lot of hours put into it, and um there's obviously that traveling there as well, traveling to Waterford. Um I can do some sessions here in Carlo as well, and it's great to have SETU Carlo available to me as well, which is which is really nice. Um, and uh, yeah, sometimes we're based in Dublin then as well. So, and then for example, there's other days where training is in the evening, so you're kind of gearing your your day around that as well. So you might get up a little bit later in the day there, and um, yeah, try just get your food and stuff right around that before you travel down again to to training in the evening. But um, yeah, there is a structure on the week, a structure in the day, and I think that's important. You know, routine is important. And um, yeah, it just allows you to build kind of consistency because I think consistency is important as well. Just even though every day isn't going 100%, just once you keep turning up and you might have a bad, bad out training day or times weren't what you necessarily wanted, but uh, you just keep showing up and um, yeah, keep keep going through your, your day to day and your week to week. And it's an accumulation of everything. And that's what I think that's important. Um, yeah, and would you have many of you training together? Yeah, so I suppose the core group um down below there's probably about four of us oh, in it. Of um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um Phil Healy's probably the most notable name in it as well, but um she's obviously competing two hundred, four hundred as well. Um but yeah, there's probably about maybe four to six at any one time, maybe. So it's nice to have that uh, group groups group um kind of structure there or element to it as well, because I do think that's important as well to have a bit of crack. Um, there is days sometimes when you're on your own obviously we're in individual sport as well and uh, it's it can be a little bit more trickier those days to sort of get up for it and um, not necessarily get up for it but maybe just that camaraderie isn't there or the, maybe the buzz isn't quite is there but um, yeah you still have to get it done so there are days where I'm on my own and then there are days where you, you are in that group environment and that's that's nice as well so um yeah, I think it's important. And it's important to be having fun and enjoying it along the way, you know. So and that helps the group environment helps it. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. And um diet wise, yeah. are, you, are is do you have to avoid chocolates? Do you have to yeah. I suppose look chocolate's the easy one to pull out, but what is your diet? Yeah, What's no, it? yeah. It, it, yeah, I'm fond of chocolate, all right. Um yeah, probably um <laughs> you hear that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, look, look, you try to you try to eat well um um all the time. Obviously you can't be eating rubbish. Uh I think it's I think it's timing of it as well around the week. So every time I'm kind of planning my meals or dinner or whatever, you're kind of thinking of what's to come ahead or what has happened prior to that. So even for example on a Saturday is a rest day for us. So on a Friday evening that might give you a little bit more scope to not eat exactly, you know, perfectly there. Like you might have a takeaway that Friday night or something and because you're not training on a Saturday. But then from Saturday, then you're built, you're thinking, right, OK, I'm building towards Sunday here now. And it's got to be right then going into Sunday. And um, 
Yeah, look, I think it's important to beat and write, obviously, and you have to beat and write, it's the fuel. So um you can't you can't not beat and write and expect to perform well. But um as my nutrition said to me before, if you're getting this, you know, if you are hitting eighty-five percent um eighty-five percent of your kind of your overall, like that's still an A, you know, if you're looking at it's you know, you're still getting your A plus. So I do think there's a little bit of regular room to be to enjoy yourself and um have nice little treats now and then but for the most part it's uh yeah you're trying to eat really well all the time yeah, yeah. dennis morphy the carla hurler he's retired now but he told me years ago he said a bag of chips was a no-no for him so oh, yeah. there you go no, i haven't had a bag of chips in a long time jesus um, yeah 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 i can imagine i can imagine um hey European Athletics Team Championships is that on your horizon in June? Yeah, so um, and, and yeah, so they, sorry, just before you answer that, uh, Diamond Leagues are they still on your in your calendar as well? Yeah, Diamond Leagues are probably the big the big highlight of the athletics career as a whole, and um, okay. or the athletics season as a whole. But for me, it's probably unlikely at this stage that I'll be getting into Diamond Leagues. The calibre is just so high in the world. You know, you're going to get the best athletes in the world. Um, I've only ever competed in one Diamond League um, and I got into lane one that day. So um, you're already on the back foot there, but it's all about agents and um, kind of, it's, yeah, it's almost about contacts and agents and obviously you have to be running super fast as well. So, look, that's probably a step above where I am at the moment, but there'll be plenty of other competitions on the circuit around Europe whereby it kicks off in Belfast in May um, and then you'll probably be flying. There's a couple of races we identified in Germany, Spain, um, probably flying to those races and trying to, trying to run fast there. But, uh, yeah, European Team Championships is one that's coming up, so... Uh, the way that works is there'll be there'll be one athlete per event for Ireland, and we compete against I think it's twelve other countries. Yeah, there's, so there's, there's, there's three divisions there. Am I is am I reading yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we're in the third division That's at this right, stage, yes. um, because we didn't compete during COVID year, so we got relegated into the third. I think now I'm not exactly one hundred percent sure on that one, but um, yeah. So look, there'll be a scrap to see who gets the two hundred meter spot and. Um. Also, there'll be a relay there as well. So look, it, it's probably on the cards. Um. Again, always nice to represent your country. Added, I've I think I've run at five or six of them already. So um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be really nice to to go. But there'll be a scrap to get those positions. Um. I think Israel will have the hundred meters sewn up at the minute. He's obviously flying. Nice, nice relay opportunity there as well. And yeah, something that's probably on the cards. But the most important thing this summer is the Paris qualification opens on the 1st of July. So from the 1st of July, everyone will be looking to run really well. And there will be a lot of people with thinking Paris undermined. And um, I think from the 1st of July is going to be an important time. Is it a sensitive question to ask you who finances all these trips abroad? Yeah, look, um, I, I was on Sport Ireland carding over the last couple of years um, and that has actually been cut this year uh, for me. So I'm on a lower level of carding through Athletics Ireland. So that's a that's a, a good bit of a help in fairness. <clears throat> and um, yeah, like the income isn't exactly great here. I don't have a lot of, like, I don't have a lot of sponsorship or anything like that. So um, that's kind of what you're up against. Um 
yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not earning money. Uh, the club have been a good help as well at the moment. And um, yeah, look, it's 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 you're constantly trying to even the warm weather camps and stuff as well. You're just making sure that um that uh, yeah you can you can you can get to these places and uh, yeah, look, thankfully it's working out at the moment. And um, yeah, hopefully I can continue in that way. And I suppose, look, if anybody is listening to this podcast and feels they want to sponsor you in some way, how would they do it? Yeah, look, it's, it's obviously hugely welcome. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely contactable on social media or, or um, if anyone reaches out to me uh, in any way at all, like it would be it would be great, of course, yeah. Um, look, I've had to have a couple of sponsorships over the years, which which has always been a big help. Um and yeah, look, if definitely if there was anyone willing willing to do so, it'd be brilliant. Um, but um, yeah, and look, it'll it'll be all gears toward gears towards Paris. So, okay. um, okay. yeah, which is only a year and a half away. And God, it yeah, like I said, it has to be full time as possible, yeah. and the income isn't exactly flowing in. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listen, just change subject completely. The drugs issue in sport, it hasn't really been on the headlines or anything at the moment. Do you still have to um, let people know where you are at all? Yes. Yeah, are, so you, a... are you being tested frequently or infrequently? Yeah, all the time. So there is a whereabouts system in play whereby you just have to notify, um, I suppose, Sport Ireland or... Are, are in charge of that if you like and you just have to notify them where you are all the time and you provide um an hour of your day um every day where like you have to be in that place um if they decide to do come so for me like it w- would have been always like seven or six six to seven in the morning because i know i'll be home at that point at least but um or you just notify them of where you're training uh, when your competitions are and any other regular activities throughout the day. So, yeah, they can come at any time. Um, tested regularly enough, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, so look, it's it's obviously a big part of the game as well. You know, you're const- you're making sure that, you know, you'd nearly be afraid to take a lem sip or anything if you picked up a dose or something because, uh, you know, you don't want to make a mistake. And obviously yeah, just imagine the amount of creams that are out there for that doctors would give you for cuts or for whatever, you can't take them, can you? Well, it depends. There is there is uh, websites and stuff where you can look up and there's an app where you can just check, a med checker, where you can just check, look, is this okay? But, yeah, I remember coming back from holidays last year or the year before and uh, I had a problem with my foot. I had an infection in my foot and I had to go to the doctor and prescribe me two tablets and I wouldn't even put them in in my mouth until... I knew exactly they were safe, you know, so um, safe for me to take. So, yeah, that's something as well that you're probably constantly keeping an eye on is to um, is to just make sure that, it, again, it, look, thankfully I don't have a dose that regularly or anything, but uh, if you, you know if you do pick up a cold or a flu or something, um, that you're just conscious of those things. Um, and, yeah, just even supplement intake, you know, like protein or recovery powders or multivitamins, you're just making sure that they're all batch tested and that, uh, trying to obviously avoid, make sure that they're not contaminated. You can't make sure of that, but um, just to at least make sure that the, the, the products you're getting are all te- are all batch tested for banned substances. So, yeah, look, it's definitely something that you have to keep an eye on as well. So, yeah. Did you ever have a situation where somebody rang you and said, Marcus, Marcus, where are you? They're here. They're here. Will, you get, will you get back to us as quickly as possible? 
Um, not not quite. No, I was actually driving out the gate one day, um, and the guys were just pulling in, so uh, I had to I had to delay that. There's been a couple of times. Look, the the, the call whenever they like. So sometimes it's not. You might have something planned, or you might just be on your way out the door, or uh, something uh, whereby. Um, you know, the, the testers who come, but you have to, you just have to stay put where you are, you know. Um, I think they came into college at me one day. Um, to yeah, so and again, you obviously have to wait till till you can pee. So and if they're taking blood as well, so there's has there's a, it's a long process, yeah, because you just start drinking the water and hopefully then um they'll, they'll be in and out as quick as possible. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, on a sadder note, um, you lost your grandmother who was very close to you and who was one of your biggest fans um how are you, how are you after that um yeah like obviously um i suppose the two we've two grandmothers now that um that passed away so it's sad now that they're both not around but um yeah like look uh nanalina died in just at the, the beginning of indoor season there so uh, yeah, it was obviously tricky and obviously very sad for mom and her two sisters especially. Um, so yeah, big change there, and obviously we'll we'll miss her very much. And um, yeah, she would have always always been following the running, and obviously from hearing stories over the years as well that she would have brought mammy and and Mary and Eleanor everywhere when they were running as well. So um, yeah, look, she was always a big fan as well uh, of that. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. I'll miss both yeah. Nanas and we, yeah. we we'll miss both Nanas as well. We're both big supporters as well. So, um, but yeah, so yeah, big big changes there as well, especially for Mammy and her two sisters. So okay, um, and listen, your family yeah. is very close. And I had uh, your brother Morris on the uh, podcast a long, yeah. long time ago. Now, yeah. how's the coursing going from at the moment? I haven't been keeping up to date with him really. Yeah, no, no. It's, <laughs> as, uh, as successful yeah. as he was last year with with that Oaks dog. Yeah, so 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 that season is just kind of finished up as well. So yeah, um, between the kennel done quite well again. We got to the quarter final of the Oaks this year. So um, look another good result. But again, uh, you'd like you'd like to be getting a little bit further in those things as well and getting it over the line. But uh, that's a really tough game as well. Uh, very hard to win. Um, a lot of hard work goes into that as well. So, um, yeah, so that season is over now again. So it would be, it's uh, my turn to to try run run as fast, um, if not as hopefully as fast. And um, yeah, and then when my season is over again, that will kick off again. So, um, yeah, so so yeah, look, it's successful enough at the minute, um, and we're always looking for more. Yeah, and I make it out to him again, have a chat for him because he was. Like, I did uh, that day. That day, I didn't know. I didn't know him at all, and I didn't know what he was going to say to me. <laughs> the podcast was well received, and a lot of people still listen to it, and it's nearly yeah. a year ago. So listen, it yeah. was really enjoyable moments I had with him. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, listen, we're nearly there now. What do you do to relax at the end of the day? Are you, are you like are you somebody who watch Cheltenham or? Um, I wouldn't be absolutely glued to it like that would be you now, but uh, yeah, I keep an eye on I keep an eye on it there yesterday, all right as well. And um, yeah, look, I suppose yeah, there's no there's no problem problem with me relaxing anyway. I, I I have plenty of that, and um, yeah, obviously um. Like spending time with my girlfriend Warren as well, so it's great to have her um as well to spend some time with too. And um, 
yeah, look things. Yeah, like look, I'm I'm very happy um, training and competing and uh, yeah, relaxing isn't isn't uh, isn't a problem. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned running. You're very lucky because she comes from a family who are all interested in running, so yeah. there was never any problem with cla- a yeah. clash of of interests or anything like that between yourself and Muriel and her family. Really, was there? No, no, she loves it and she's doing plenty of it herself as well. And uh, obviously her sister Maisie was running at the national championships as well recently too. So yeah, she's quite successful as well in the 800 and 1500. So uh, yeah, look, she really enjoys it, really enjoys watching it. And uh, obviously maybe frustrating sometimes as well because I'm away uh, quite a bit too. So um, um, yeah, so yeah, look, I think she enjoys it overall anyway. And yeah, um, yeah obviously loves doing a bit herself as well. So yeah. Okay, listen, Marcus, it's great to talk to you. Thanks very much for coming on the Across the Four Legs podcast. Yeah, thanks a million for having me on, Chaz. And can I just say as well that um, thanks a million for to everyone for all continued support as well, because I do I do get quite a lot of texts and comments and, and messages and support from people. Um, so it, it is really appreciated, especially from around the county um, as well. So um yeah just just thanks a million for everyone that has followed my career today and will continue to follow it so um yeah thanks a million <laughs>